and welcome back to the One Globe 360 Travel Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Jade from Language Grads. Jade studied Spanish and business and management at the University of Manchester and now works in the airline industry. Jade says that she has always had a passion for languages and is currently learning German and Korean as well as trying to pick up French again. Jade also loves travelling and she has lived in Puebla in Mexico as well as Barcelona in Spain. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the importance of learning languages, top tips for improving your language learning and how travelling can improve language learning. So Jade, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to having this conversation. Of course, yeah. Like I was just saying before we started recording, um, as a language student myself, I realise the importance of, you know, having conversations about language learning and sort of giving people top tips and sort of our own personal experiences about learning languages at school and then at university and, of course, the year abroad, which is a big part of, you know, studying languages at university. So the first question I had was sort of taking it back to, I guess, the fundamentals of, of this is, um, is why do you love learning languages? Oh, I feel like there's a million answers to that question. I've always had a passion for languages, even when I was younger. Like, my earliest memory, I can remember being on holiday when I was about five years old, and I had a notebook, and I literally wrote a list of all the languages I wanted to learn, and it was probably nearly every language in the world. So I've always had, like, this, like, burning, like, desire to be able to speak loads of languages. And just from, you know, going on holidays when I was younger to different places and wanting to be able to understand what people were saying and being able to try and, like, join in with the conversations. And just from there, yeah, so we did... I did a little bit of French in primary school, you know, like, in English classes in primary school, they'll do, like, teaching numbers and the colours and stuff. And then from high school, um, I went to, well, at the time, high school was, like, a language um a language we all had to do at least one language for GCSE so I took French and Spanish then um and I chose to do German as well for a year um I would have carried on with German then but the teacher wasn't very good so I dropped it but yeah from then I've just always had this desire to want to learn more languages so it's always been a part of me really yeah that's fantastic I love how you were saying you've had that sort of passion from a young age because I feel like for some people, they have that passion from a young yeah. age and some people it happens sort of a, a bit later on in life. And I'm the same as you. I, I had a passion for mm. languages for when I was at primary school. I did the same. I did a little bit of French, very minimal um, sort of French. And then as I got yeah. to secondary school, I did, um, you know, more French and then I picked up Spanish as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm the same. I've always had, you know, a real love for languages and sort of yeah. the reason I, I want to have these conversations is because, in my experience at school, for example, you know, my A-level classes, there were three of us in my Spanish A-level class. There were four in my brother's A-level German class. So the numbers are not there in terms of people continuing languages on to mm. sort of as they get older. Um, so why do you think then, why do you think it's important for us all to learn languages? Well, I think especially as English people, as Brits, you know, a lot of us can be seen as quite lazy in terms of not learning any other languages just because obviously a lot of people around the world are able to speak language and English language and it's known as like, you know, that it's not a universal language, but a lot of people, so so many jobs, if you're from, I don't know, anywhere else in the world, a lot of the requirements might mean you need to speak English. Um, and I think we just get used to the fact that we think everyone else can speak English. Um, but it's so important because it isn't everyone 
not everyone can speak English. And it's the whole point of, you know, you have that respect for people's own languages and own cultures to be able to speak that their languages. And I just feel like it opens up so many doors and opportunities, like for myself already being able to have lived in two different countries and being able to travel more with ease and meet to new people and uh, just so many benefits to come from learning languages that there's no negatives to it. And I just feel like it just opens up so many more doors and it just makes you, it just builds you up as a person. You know, it's a whole extra personality you gain from every new language you learn, I find. So, yeah, I just think it's so important. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I love what you say there about saying there are no negatives from learning languages. Yeah. It's all positive. So yeah. what would you say if you had to pick one favourite part of learning languages, what would it be? Would you be it sort of the actual learning itself, the language learning or the opportunities it gives you? What would you say is your favourite part? Oh, I mean, I feel like it's a certain stage in your language learning. It's really enjoyable. And then it suddenly gets really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to say the learning. As much as a lot of the time I do enjoy it, I'd probably say that, um, you know, I just enjoy the opportunities it gives in, in terms of meeting people. And, you know, you'll be joining in with conversations you never would have been able to join in with before. Understanding jokes and being able to laugh with people and just making friends that you wouldn't have otherwise. Like, I've got so many friends that are from all over the world because of, languages that I've learned and the opportunities it's given me to like go and visit other countries and live in different places and I wouldn't have made those friends otherwise so yeah that's probably my favorite part. I really like what you say there about um, being able to join in join in with conversations that if you don't if you didn't know languages you wouldn't be able to to do um, which is fantastic and it's it's just mm. so important, isn't it? You know, like you said, making friends all around the world and being able to travel yeah. and sort of, you can sort of immerse yourself more in, in the country because you know the language, you can speak to the locals, all yeah. those sorts of things. So that's fantastic. And and sort of taking it back a bit to sort of, you know, school and then university, what was your experience mm. like learning languages at school and then continuing that on to university? Well, I don't know about you, but I found learning languages definitely in high school pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. Like they have it quite a, a standard, you know, average level and they don't really try and push you if you if you've got that ability to learn languages, they don't really try and push you because they're so busy trying to bring everyone else up to your level. That's what I found in high in high school. But I mean I really enjoyed it. So I think there was only like five or six people in my year that took more than one language um for for GCSE. So my French class was full and my Spanish class was full because everyone had to do at least one language. But then we had some um, language classes, which was just the people that had taken more than one language. And there was only a few of us in the class. Um, And then I found that actually it surprised me. There was quite a jump to A-level I found at first from GCSE. Um, you know, they start introducing you to all the cultural side of things, which I feel like we didn't really learn in high school. And suddenly, like, reading um, books in Spanish and French and watching movies in Spanish and French, which we never really were encouraged to do in high school. So I found that quite a big jump. But, you know, it was challenging, and that's what I enjoyed about it, because I was actually pushing myself at that point. And then, so I went on to do Spanish at uni. I dropped French at AS level, um, just because it was the worst grade I got, actually. But I said to myself, oh, I'm going to carry it on in my spare time. But I never did at that point, which is why I'm now wanting to pick it back up. 
But so I went to do Spanish at uni and I found that again a little bit more of a jump. But you know, it was just it just amazed me all these new things that I was learning. The whole you know, because we only had like ten credits for actual language learning and the rest of the credits were all cultural and you know, I'd never really studied in depth that much about culture and you know, like history and like Spain and Latin America and stuff. So that was all really interesting. Um, so I feel like it definitely gets better um, when you learn it at higher levels. But I do feel like um, I don't know, the English education system could improve a lot more in terms of being able to encourage people to do languages a lot more. Because so many people as well in my high school, they their attitude towards language learning was just, why are we doing this? Like, I cannot be bothered. I'm only doing this because I'm being made to learn a language. And, you know, and then by the end of it, people who just learned, say, French at high school, they come out and then a few years later, they're like, they can't remember anything. Only, you know, j'habite à Southport. That's the only thing they can say, you know, and that's the only thing they remember. So, yeah. Um, so mostly a positive um, experience in learning languages. But, it's you know, it's, mixed as well yeah no definitely I I honestly agree and sort of have had a very similar experience in terms of feeling Mm. that sort of jump from GCC to A level for me that was really challenging the first couple of months of of A level Spanish were probably the hardest couple of months in terms of the whole time I've studied Spanish um Mm. but I feel like that jump into A level really prepared me in terms of going up to university level because the the studies at A A level in terms of more of the cultural aspect and the sort of the Mm. history and the films and the books that sort of mirrored more of what I'm doing now at university so I sort of Mm -hmm. feel like it prepared me really well but yeah when you're sort of 16 17 and you're doing that step up from GCC to A level in languages it can be quite daunting and it could potentially at that point put people off but I think you sort of have to sort of push through that sort of potential barrier of oh this is quite hard and actually when you get through it and then you sort of understand it more and you've got the more complex Mm -hmm. grammar and like you mentioned the book and the film those sort of elements of the learning Mm -hmm. um, it really prepares you to sort of then study on at university Um, and and what would you say then to someone considering learning a language what would you sort of say to persuade them to to yeah to pick up a a new language they've never studied before so would you mean in terms of at school or just in general just general so in everyday life if someone sort of said to you oh I've never really learned languages I'm considering picking up sort of, I don't know, French or Spanish or German, whatever it may be. What would you say to sort of persuade them to do so? Well, the first thing I'd say is just do it. That would be my first thing. I always, whenever someone comes to me and tells me the thing about learning a language, I'm so, it gets me so excited. I'm like, oh my God, do it. Definitely you have to. Like, you won't regret it. That's what I always say. You will never regret learning a language. And there's so many resources out there now that you don't even need to pay to do like night classes or anything you don't have it doesn't have to be a formal learning environment in order to learn a language anymore there's just so many things even like in terms of just watching netflix i'm like just start watching a you know a program in spanish or in french whatever you want to learn um you'll start just like picking up little things over the time and so many apps nowadays and free resources online it's it's just so easy to do now that there's not really, and um, um, not really an excuse, but not there's nothing stopping anyone from learning a language nowadays. So definitely just do it. Yeah, there's. I think there's never been a better time really to start learning languages. Yeah. Like you said, 
um in terms of you know the resources we have nowadays um and sort mm-hmm. of what 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 resources would you recommend using then because there's so much nowadays you know like we've there's duolingo and you've got i mean so much online you've got these sort of different apps and yeah online resources are there any that sort of yeah. come to mind that you would really recommend well i feel like everyone's got a different style in terms of when it comes to language learning so i'd definitely say or recommend to people to just test the waters of everything first because what one person recommends might not work for you so it takes a while but you need to try out different things to see which works best for you but in terms of the apps i mean duolingo is great like i love duolingo like i still use it every day but i definitely don't think people should just rely on duolingo in order to learn a language because it I mean, you learn things from it, but it doesn't push you. And then you end up learning just random sentences like, I have a nice grandma um, and things like that. But but definitely Duolingo is a good place to start. I've also recently started trying out um, Boosie. Um, I've got like a really cheap trial. I only paid like £3 a month for the premium version. And I actually really like their style of lessons. It's a lot more... It makes sense the lesson formats that they do. So if you like a more, like a more structured way of learning, I would recommend Busu. Um, and so those are the two apps that I definitely recommend, like Duolingo and Busu. Um, in terms of other things, I always say listen to music in the language that you want to learn. So I'm always listening to Mexico Top 100 on Apple Music. And the thing is, you can now like watch the lyrics as you as you're listening to music as well so I find that really handy to do YouTube videos there's a YouTube video for everything nowadays so you can watch you know you can whatever kind of thing you're interested in you can subscribe to someone in the language that you're learning be like oh I'm really into beauty you can then subscribe to Mexican beauty blogger if that's if you want to learn Spanish um or there's even lessons on YouTube now. So that's like completely a free resource. So when I've been struggling with my Korean pronunciation, I've been just searching YouTube videos and just watching loads of them. And I found that really helpful. So it's definitely important to have a mix of things and not just one thing. So a mix, so a few apps, things like YouTube, music. And I also say at least one good book as well. Yeah. You can get really like, cheap books on like ebay and stuff just to help have some sort of structure in a, and in order to learn the grammar rules which are obviously really important so i'd definitely say the book alongside everything else as well is important fantastic yeah like you said there are so many resources out there and it's just finding mm-hmm. the right ones you know for each individual and that can take a bit of time yeah. can't it to sort of figure yeah. out which app or which YouTube video or, you know, et cetera, is, is sort of the best way for mm-hmm. someone to sort of learn. Um, and in terms of sort of going on to a bit about travel now, um, you mentioned that you've you've lived in Mexico and, and in Spain. Um, can you yeah. talk to us about your experience living abroad? Uh, uh, honestly, that was, I loved it. That was like one of the best times of my life. Um, so Mexico wasn't actually my first choice. Um, it was my second choice. Um, but I think so many people applied for the first choice. I think it was Argentina that I'd wanted to go to originally, um, but everyone wanted to go there, so I got put down to Mexico, and I was actually really upset at first, but it ended up being the best thing ever, because I had no idea like what to expect going out there. Um, 
and I just had the absolute time of my life. And there were so many other like international students in the area that I was, which was quite aware that it's just everyone was just in the same boat out there as well. Like, so I went out on my own on the plane, but I'd managed to get in touch with someone else from a different uni who was going to be going there. So I'd, we'd never actually met. We'd just spoken on Facebook a bit and we arranged our flights so that they came in at the same time. So we met at the airport and then we ended up renting like an Airbnb for the first week whilst we looked for more appropriate accommodation. And, um, you know, we ended up calling like really close friends and just the whole experience of Mexico is just, it's not like going on holiday to Cancun either. You know, everyone's like, oh, I really want to go to Mexico, I really want to go to Cancun. But you go to Cancun and it's just full of Brits and Americans there and it's not the authentic Mexican experience, which is what I got to experience. And, you know, going to a more central location and the trips we got to go on there. And I remember when I first got there, I was quite nervous actually about my level of Spanish, being like, oh no, what if I'm not good enough and stuff. But everyone over there was so encouraging. You know, you'd speak to your Uber driver or any locals that you walk past and they'd be wanting to help you with it. So any mistakes you make, you didn't feel worried about it because they were just they were just there to help you and encourage you and it really like helped you feel more confident, which is kind of what you need to do when you're learning a language. I mean, that's obviously why it's so important when you're studying a language at uni that they send you on a year abroad because it just helps shape like your language journey so much. And going there like helps build your confidence and your speaking skills improve. So, you know, I just I had the best time ever and then going to Barcelona after that is obviously a bit different. Um but yeah, I feel like I could talk about my year abroad forever. So I'll try not to say too much, but oh yeah, I just loved it and definitely helped with my Spanish. Um I mean when I went to Barcelona actually I was a bit upset because I would have rather stayed in Mexico the whole year, even though I love Barcelona, like hundred percent, but I just thought I can just go to Barcelona whenever I want because it's so close to the UK, whereas Mexico is quite far away. But, you know, I had the best of both worlds because I was, like, studying in Mexico, but then I worked in Barcelona. So, you know, I got to experience two different, like, completely different experiences, really. So it was really good. Yeah, really enjoyed it. It's, um, I mean, it's so relevant for me at the moment because I've just, so I'm about to go on my year abroad um, next month, actually, to Barcelona. So I've secured a a work placement um, for Barcelona. So... Um, yeah, it's fantastic to hear that you've had you had such a great time there. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a bit apprehensive just because I mean, Brexit, the pandemic, everything has made. Yeah. It's, I'm going through the visa process right now. It's extremely mm. complicated, but hopefully that all works out okay. Um, and obviously going out there during the pandemic, and obviously the situation in Spain's a little bit different to a, to sort of the UK right now. So um, yeah, yeah, a bit apprehensive, but just more so incredibly excited to to be out there for for six months um, working. So. Yeah, like I said, it's fantastic to hear that you had such a an incredible time out there. Um, and I hope sort of I can, my main sort of priority is just to throw myself into it and sort of say yes to yeah. everything and try and sort of, yeah, experience all this sort of Spanish culture and life and, and all those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's fantastic to hear you had had such a brilliant time. Um, and in terms of like travel more generally, where's been your favourite travel destination? Would you say it's Mexico or would you say, have you been somewhere else sort of travelling that's been your favourite? Oh. I would say Mexico, honestly, um, because I was there for about five months. Even though it's quite 
we're in quite a central location, so Pueblo is like two hours south of Mexico City. Mm-hmm. So I got to spend quite a bit time, ta- a bit of time, you know, traveling around Mexico. And even five months wasn't enough. Like I need to go back there for another year, I think, to be able to go everywhere. So you know, spent a lot of time in Mexico City. Traveled to loads of different places. You like Cologne, um, so around Cancun, but we avoided Cancun. <laughs> we did the area around there. Um, you know, we went to Oaxaca, which is like one of the main places where they do the Day of the Dead um, festival. And we actually went there for Day of the Dead, and that was unbelievable. Um, you know, we got all like dressed up and our faces painted. Um, yeah, so it's just so many places out there to experience, and um, it's just what I loved about Mexico is you can go on holiday to Spain and you know you feel like you're on holiday you feel like you're a tourist because you're around other tourists mm-hmm. and everyone's there like trying to give you a, a holiday experience whereas when I was traveling around Mexico you felt more like one of the locals if that makes sense yeah I don't, yeah. I don't really know how to explain it it's just we weren't there just to go and stay in a hotel and like get some time we were there to like experience the culture we just threw ourselves into everything like we even rented a car and I had to drive a car with on the other side of the road which I've never done before and everyone in Mexico like I think the half half of the population of Mexico don't know how to drive <laughs> like they're driving but they don't know how to drive yeah. they don't have uh, driving tests over there I think they just need to go and answer like Oh my goodness. So many theory questions and then they pay for a driver's license. Um so it was a bit crazy, but yeah, I just I just I just love the culture of Mexico as well. It's just one of my favourite favourite areas of the world, like Central America and South America as well. So definitely need to go back there and explore even more the whole continent really. Yeah. Amazing. Mexico has been on on my bucket list for such a long time now and I just hope sort mm-hmm. of at some point in the in the next sort of few years I can I can go out and visit because you know from hearing your experience and also I've, I've spoke to a lot of other people who've been to Mexico and they just had the most amazing time so um yeah. yeah I hope at some point I can I can get over there um and in terms of talking about bucket lists um what would you say is on your bucket list for not just traveling but also languages as well have you got anything on like a sort of a languages bucket list you know have you got mm-hmm. a level you'd like to get to in, in, a, in a specific language that mm-hmm. sort of thing um so well in terms of traveling bucket list I could literally just say anywhere in the world but my main priority would be like Central and South America just because Spanish is like my main yeah language obviously other than English but that's my main language that I've learned so I'd say I'd feel more comfortable over there and I'd just love that whole culture but in terms of my language bucket list if I had to try and like put it down to make it more realistic because I have very unrealistic language goals in terms of I just want to know them all and um, I would say I'd really like to be able to reach um fluency with German and French um, I just love those two languages and I feel like a lot of people with German when I've told a few of my friends I'm going to learn German they're like oh why would you want to learn German that's a horrible language and I'm just like well I just feel like a lot of people don't, if you're outside of the language bubble, if you yeah. don't learn languages, it's hard to appreciate certain languages. But I just think it's such a beautiful language and it sounds pretty cool to speak, to be honest. And I'd love to be able to, I don't think I'd reach fluency, but be able to hold a conversation in like a, an Asian language. So mm-hmm. that would be my goal for Korean. Um, and learn about the culture as well, because I've never really... I don't really know anything about the Korean culture, but I feel like learning the language will help me, you know, 
learn about the cultural side as well maybe i'll become like a massive k-pop fan as well from <laughs> learning korean who knows but um also i would, would say either arabic or russian i'd really like to have a little dabble with but we'll see maybe a few years i'll look at them but right now it would be fluency up to with french and german or just under fluency conversational with korean and i would say 100% improve my spanish because language learning is literally just a constant process you never stop learning a language so it's not like once you reach a certain level you're like oh i can speak spanish now so that's it i don't need to learn anymore there's always new things to learn in language so i'm definitely still on the language learning process with spanish and i'm sure i will be for the rest of my life so fantastic you make such a a valid point of language learning never stops does it you know you'll never Mm -hmm. reach a point where you know every word you know there'll always be a new word to learn or a new phrase or a new maybe a bit of grammar for example yeah. or you know something something about the culture you know so yeah. there's always something you know more to learn um and in terms of sort of like we talked a little bit about earlier in terms of you know the amount of people learning languages at schools isn't potentially as high as you know other subjects what yeah. do you what more do you think can be done to increase the number of people learning languages at school and then going on to university as well that's a really good question i would love to if I knew the answer to that, I feel like I could go to the government and be like, Give, make me this position which I will increase language learning in the UK. Um, but so on language guards, I actually started a conversation on um, our Facebook group about this, saying like, should languages be compulsory in schools? Because I know right now they're not. Yeah. And a lot of people said they should be compulsory. But the only problem is if you made the com- them compulsory, would then students feel like they're being forced to do something they're not rather than trying to make them actually interested in it first. Yeah. But I feel like it needs to start from a younger age. So in primary school, we put, they put such a focus on like maths and English, but if they introduced languages at a younger age, it's actually easier to learn them as you're growing up. Um, even just, I mean, I know we only do like numbers and colours in French in primary school and I'm guessing it's probably the same now but just maybe introducing the cultural side a bit more yeah and and trying to you know explain to kids you know if you learn languages you'll be able to do this this and this you know like how cool does this holiday look imagine if you could speak you know their language and then you could go there so it's trying to get them interested from a young age I think in order to keep them interested in languages then when they're older and when they're in high school rather than them being like oh I'm not bothered because by the time you're in high school I feel like you're never set on what you want to do but your interests are normally at a level where they're not if you weren't interested in them before you're not going to become interested in them now but I mean I know a lot of people pick up languages when they're older but I think more people would be interested in languages if they started from a younger age. So I think they definitely need to concentrate on bringing languages in um, from a younger age and in primary school and just making it more, incorporating it into primary school as well. I just feel like I've babbled on a lot there and I don't even know that any no, of it makes no, sense. No, but... it makes complete sense. And I sort of look back on my experience at primary school, you know, learning French, and I left primary school with a very, very, very basic knowledge of French, mm. numbers, colours, like you mentioned. And... Mm. Um, I think that is where something needs to sort of happen, doesn't it? Something needs to change because I sort of compare the experience. So I did a Spanish exchange program when I was in year 10 
And、mm-hmm. um, so I was about fifteen, sixteen, and my ability to speak Spanish at that point was still pretty basic. And my、mm. Spanish exchange, her ability to speak English was incredible. She was pretty much、yeah. fluent already. She could have a conversation with, with you know, myself, with my parents, with my friends, in English.、Mm. And she'd been learning English from a very, very young age, but at a good level, you know, a good, you know, lot the、yeah. priority. It was a priority. I guess they had a certain number of hours a week where they were really prioritizing、mm-hmm. their ability to learn English. But that、mm-hmm. priority isn't the same here. We had, I think, I think like probably one hour a week at primary school doing、yeah. French, you know, and so obviously the. The abilities are going to be different, but in、mm-hmm. Spain they really seem to have it sorted in terms、mm-hmm. of they learn English at such a young age, and at that point of being fifteen, sixteen, they can really be you know pretty fluent. But like I said, my ability to speak Spanish at fifteen, sixteen was、mm-hmm. somewhat basic still.、Um, so perhaps that's you know something that needs to be looked at in terms of like you mentioned from a younger、yeah. age, pr- like prioritizing. Alongside maths and English and the sciences,、mm-hmm. prioritizing that language learning because that really is the only way that when we all grow up, we develop that love of languages from an earlier age, and then we sort of continue yeah, that、definitely. rather than getting to sort of fifteen, sixteen, and thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to learn a language. Oh, it seems too hard. You know, there、mm-hmm. are a lot of stereotypes around languages. I think a lot need to be broken、yeah. down. There's a lot of sort of misconce- misconceptions and stereotypes about how hard languages are to learn. And don't get me wrong,、mm-hmm. they are hard, but If broken down, it's very manageable, in my opinion. You know, learning from my experience of learning, you know, Spanish. So、yeah. I do think a lot needs to be done in terms of sort of changing these misconceptions and sort of changing、mm-hmm. the stereotypes and and getting people interested. And like you said, you know, just explaining how important it will be to to be able to speak a language when you grow up. You know, or you can、yeah. go on holiday and you can speak, you know, speak the language, or you can travel here and you'll be able to sort of、mm-hmm. speak the language. So. For me, that's yeah, incredibly, incredibly important.、Um, and you mentioned、yeah. about your Facebook group.、Um, can you tell us a bit more about your your Instagram page and your Facebook group, and sort of,、um, yeah, sort of what you offer on there in terms of is it sort of a big community、mm-hmm. of sort of lang- you know language graduates and people studying languages, and and what are your aspirations for you know your whole brand of of language grads? Yeah. So I mean, obviously, with lockdown this past year. I've been on furlough for most of it, working in the airline industry. Obviously, there's not been many flights going, so I've had a lot of spare time. And、um, I don't know about you, but I've noticed a lot of community groups popping up for, you know, graduates in general and、um, people wanting to go into different、um, industries and like different careers. There's a lot of marketing community groups out there and stuff like that, which I'm a part of, and I just think it's great how people like come together and. You know, can help people out, and I feel like I've learned so much from like being part of these community groups already.、Um, but I've never really found like one for languages before, and I really wanted to create that space where people could come together. Whether it's you know whether you're a student of languages, whether you're already graduated, whether you you're interested in languages but you've never really known how to go about starting one or like starting to pick one up. So. You know, it's just a place where people can come together and everyone can like share tips and resources and just meet like like-minded people. Because I feel like if you're a language learner, a lot of the time you have the same sort of outlook and perspectives on life as a lot of other language learners, and、um, because you've got that and the respect for other cultures and things, which I find you gain when you learn languages. And、um, so I started this Facebook group originally as language grads. It was just a Facebook group at first in January, and I literally thought we'd probably get to maybe like one hundred, two hundred people, and I was like really excited for that. And now we're over one thousand one hundred people, I think. Wow! So, 
it's grown in amazing. like just in a few months it's grown quite a lot so I'm quite happy about that um and then I just started thinking what more can I do because um you know I've got so many people like so many members now that I want to really try and push it and make it worthwhile and I didn't want it to be one of those things where it was a bit of a project for a few months and then it just like died off and then I just gave up with it so I set up the Instagram page as well and I've started using the Instagram page as more to give more specific tips on things so I've done a few posts recently on like different types of learning so like passive learning in terms of you know learning passively (laughs) Um, and you know how to become confident in speaking a language and stuff so I feel like that's reached another different audience and it's just trying to like bring the two together which I'm working on at the moment um I'm also starting to create a website for language grads which I'm going to kind of put everything into one place then so I think the Facebook community will always be there because that's a really good place for you know I get so many like Sometimes it'll be a few days when they're on post, but then some days maybe like 10 different people will post asking questions, being like, oh, I really want to pick up French, but I don't know how, like, can anyone recommend any resources? Someone might put a post about, um, you know, I'm about to start my year abroad and looking to work for the British Council. Does anyone, like, have any experience to share? To share? And everyone kind of helps each other out, which is really nice. Um, so on the website, I really want to be able to like, incorporate those two things together. So you know, maybe have, like, some resources to share, which I'm trying to work on creating language learning resources right now. So hopefully they will come together and, you know, I can share that with other people. Um, And just tips in general, maybe, like, the best things to watch on Netflix if you want to learn French and then do that for other languages as well. And I've started a year board series recently on Instagram. I just had the first post go up the other day. I've had quite a few responses that being like oh I would love to get involved so I've got people from you know that have been on the year board all over the world and I'm just going to create little posts for that and then share them on Instagram and hopefully people who haven't been on the year board yet will find things like that handy you know just to get an insight into what you know what a year board can be for them and get some tips Uh, and then I'll probably share them on the website as well so that's where I'm hoping to go with it but Building a website is taking a lot longer than I thought it was, to be honest. But I'm trying to do it all on my own. So then I've actually, you know, learned something new as well along this process. But I'm really enjoying it. Like, I didn't think it would... I know it's not like... I'm not trying to say, oh, it's this massive thing. And, oh, I'm so... All my fans, because it's definitely not one of those things. But I'm really enjoying it. And I didn't think that I'd be able to, you know, like... I wouldn't have been speaking here with you today if I hadn't created language grads. So it's just things like that. You know, you don't know what doors different things will open. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Fantastic. All sounds amazing. And, and I know from my experience of starting One Globe 360, you know, doing a, mm-hmm. a website and stuff, it's, it is really difficult and it takes time yeah. um, and it's inc- incredibly rewarding. Um, but, you know, all these different components and sort of having Facebook and Instagram and a website, it's hard to manage yeah. at times. But I think because mm-hmm. it is so rewarding, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, like I said to you before, I, I, I've i used, you know, some of the resources you've got on your Instagram. And I know, I like you mentioned, you've got you had the first post up about someone's year abroad experience. And, yeah. you know, for, for me, that would be so beneficial. And I'm sure for so mm-hmm. many other people in my position who are about to go on year abroad and are, who are a bit maybe apprehensive and, you know, they want yeah. to sort of understand you know other people's experiences as well in you know the same city or the uh, different city Mm -hmm. but in the same country 
you know? So yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. So just one last sort of question, or if you can sort of say to the listeners where we can find you on, on social media. Yep. So we have the Facebook community group, um, which is a closed group. So if you just search language grads on Facebook, it should pop up. We've got a Facebook page as well. So you can like that at the same time. And then on Instagram, it's just the same language grads. Um, and so we share the resources over the different platforms, but definitely good to be able to join both. So you've got the Facebook to see all the resources on and then the community group on Facebook, definitely good. And then I'll be sharing the website hopefully soon once, once it's finished, hopefully. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So yeah, there'll be a new podcast episode every Friday, 6 p.m., on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So yeah, just once again, thank you so much for uh, yeah coming on today's episode. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed speaking.